0: What makes Uteva control supplements so powerful in the fight to maintain a healthy urinary tract? Each Uteva capsule is made from locally sourced cranberries. We specifically extract the proanthocyanidins, their bioactive component, also known as PACs high concentration of packs, exactly 36 milligrams, the exact dosage in each Utiva capsule is clinically proven to help stop bacteria from sticking to the bladder wall and causing an infection. With one Utiva capsule every day, this helps promote the natural flushing of bacteria every time you pee. And just like that, the bacteria is gone. What's amazing about Utiva is that one small Utiva capsule provides the same pack content as about nine regular cranberry pills. Start Utiva today and join over 10,000 other people who are now living UTI-free. Naturally Savvy Podcast is sponsored
1: by Morpheus for Menopause. Hi, I'm Lisa Davis. So glad you're listening to Naturally Savvy. My co-host Andrea is away today. I just had a fantastic vegan lunch. I had some quinoa, some pinto beans, some cilantro, some poblano pepper, some jalapeno pepper. I had this amazing green sauce. It's by Sabor Mexicano and it's just, they have all these different sauces, but it's literally like roasted tomatillos, roasted jalapenos, and that's it. Or I think some garlic. It's awesome! So the reason I'm talking about this is we have the gorgeous, dynamic, amazing Chanel Minifield on the program. She's got a brand new show coming out called Yes, That's Vegan. It's going to be on Taste TV on Roku on April 5th. We are so excited. A millennial vegan cooking
3: show. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for having me today. Now
1: you are an actress as well. And I have to say, you are on my favorite show, Jane the Virgin. And of oh, course, really? I have to ask, what was that like? Oh, my daughter and I are obsessed. We were crushed when it was ending. We're like, can we just watch this show forever and ever? I know.
3: I know. You know, honestly, it was probably one of the best experiences that I had. It was actually my first, like, huge production that I was on. And um, Jane, she was, I mean, I've. I I'm so sad to say that I can't remember her actual name, but um, Uh, Gina Rodriguez. Yes. She was amazing. She made the set feel so comfortable. I mean, she was probably one of the most humble actors that I have ever met. And trust me, I've met many and I've been on many, many sets and she made it seem like everybody from the uh, crafty crew to the video director, to all the extras, to the guest stars and everything were equally important. And that was so amazing. I remember vividly after we wrapped, she stood up on the ladder every day. She stood up on a ladder and she just wanted to thank everybody because she said that she has been at every stage in the game. Like she's been the PA, she's been the runner, she's been the extra, she's been everything. So she just wanted to like, let everybody know that she sees you and she thanks everybody's effort because It's a collective effort, no matter if you're the executive producer to the star or the crafty or the extra. We all need your help. And I just thought that was amazing. And I was like, when I get my own show, I'm going to make sure I do the same thing. (laughs) Oh, that's so nice. I love that. Let's talk
1: about veganism. When did you first become a vegan?
3: So I've been vegan for six years. So that's pretty much right once I got out here to Los Angeles. Um, And My journey is very interesting because I was a vegetarian for 10 years plus. I started being a vegetarian when I was in middle school. And then, yeah, and then I just decided, you know, I wanted to go vegan. It's always been a life goal of mine. And I did it know how i was going to do it because i have a huge obsession with cheese and so that was my (laughs) that was (laughs) my roadblock and i was like you know i just don't know how i'm going to give up cheese and one day my boyfriend out of nowhere went vegan and i'm really competitive and so i was like oh no was that like a silent competition And so I just had to go vegan, too. And then from there, just stuck. And we've both been vegan for six years. That is
1: awesome. Well, you know, and I know you know
3: this. There's so many
1: incredible substitutes. I wish I had the brand. Uh, I, I give it to my daughter. It's made from cashews. And it's this cheese that I found at Whole Foods. And they have a Gouda. And they have a provolone. Maybe you're talking about Miyakos? Yeah, it might be. It might be that. It's great because she is like, she's obsessed. And I'm like, dairy is so nasty for you. Can you just get off the damn dairy?
3: <laughs> I know. It's tough though. It really is. And the beauty about um, going vegan and the beauty about being an audience on my show is that I tell everybody about the great brands because although I can make cheese from scratch That's not what my show is about. You know, I'm not here to show everybody how great of a vegan cook I am, for real, for real. I'm here to help somebody's vegan experience. So, you know, all of us aren't going to have all the time in the kitchen to, you know, soak our cashews, put them in the blender, all these things, right? Because that's literally like a whole day process. Nobody got time for that, right? (laughs) Right. (laughs) And so I have tried all the brands. And so, you know, I'm all about making your food quickly, making sure that you still have your boss lady life and um having great substitutes so yeah on my show you're going to learn how to or not learn how to but you're going to learn all the great brands that are out there and i use a multitude of different cheeses and it's all in different brands and it's all based on what i'm making at the time there's not really one brand that's like you know this is my go-to brand for slices shreds all those things you know what i mean all of them collectively make our vegan experience great. Right. Now, do you use the Daya or the Daya? I don't
1: know how to say it, but those are so good for pizza and uh, quesadillas and stuff like that. The shreds. Ooh, love those.
3: Girl, let me go ahead and tell you this right now. I have okay. a problem with Daya. <gasps> Ooh, tell me why. Tell me why. Tell me why. I hate Daya. I hate it. I think it's awful. I think, I think they're yes. And see, here's the thing. There's no shade out there for anybody who who uses diet. You know, I think that that's wonderful if you do because they need the business, but it's also a sign of the beginner vegan because there are so many great brands out there and diet is at the bottom of the total. Okay. Okay.
1: All right. I need to be educated. So what are the ones we should be going for? Because that one seems so good to me.
3: It's so good because it's readily available. I mean, diet has taken over the shelves, you know, but okay. So my top go-to cheese is follow your heart. That's number one. And then if follow your heart is not there, they have great shreds. It melts beautifully. You can do it for grilled cheese. They have slices, everything. And here's the thing. The reason why I don't like diet is because it's slimy when you melt it. Oh, so yeah. there's kind of that slimy consistency and that's not very, you know, parallel to like regular cheese. And so the other brands, they figured out how not to be slimy when they melt, but they still are gooey and things like that. Really? So, yeah. So try follow your heart. If you don't see follow your heart, try Miyako's. I think I'm saying that word wrong, but it's M-Y-O-I-K-O-S. Um. And then, if you don't see Miyakos, because they're kind of expensive, but they have great cheese, um, uh, so delicious, so delicious. Oh, yeah. Next okay. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. I'm gonna have to try those. I'm gonna have to try those for sure. No, that is good to know. The other thing I was watching is uh, on your YouTube page. You were making a uh, chicken soup, and you used jackfruit, I believe. Tell us about that because jackfruit seems to suddenly be everywhere. And I like had never heard of it just a couple months ago.
3: No, jackfruit is absolutely amazing. So, um, I've done a lot of different experimenting with jackfruit because it can come in two ways. It can come dehydrated in a bag and then it can come in a can. And so I, either way is great, but I prefer if you're going to want it to look like chicken to do the one in the brine, water, just, it's just in water, and um, you just got to squeeze it out because it's kind of a little uh, citrusy. Squeeze it out, and then it flavors however you want it to flavor. So that's the beauty about jackfruit is that it flavors any way that you want it to flavor, and it has the same consistency and fill of chicken because it pools kind of like pooled chicken. Um, and so it's great for pulled pork sandwiches or pooled chicken sandwiches or anything like that. As soon as you put the flavor to it, it's it's it. And then if you decided to do dehydrated, that's what I would use if you wanted to do like a beef stew because it's kind of brown. It comes out brown. Yeah.
1: Oh, that is so interesting. Now, how much experimenting did it take for you to really be like, this is a cheese, this is a thing for chicken substitute, this is this, this is that? Was there a lot of experimenting involved?
3: Yes. So I just released my cooking on social media October 1st, 2020. So I've been vegan for six years. So it took me all the way until then to feel confident to say, yes, I can help somebody's vegan experience. Girl, you got this. And now I'm like, come on, y'all. This is what you got to do. Trust me. Your girls got you. That's
1: awesome. It's so nice now that there's so many things. Now, I do want to know, though, for people who do have time. How do you make that vegan cheese with the cashews from scratch? Now, you mentioned you soak the cashews and then you just tell us because there are some foodies in the audience who are like, look, I'll take the time to do that because that sounds pretty
3: cool. Okay. Okay. So if that's what you want to do, guys, this is the steps. So you can either soak your cashews in water overnight. It has to be for at least an eight-hour process. Or if you're lazy like Chanel is, then you can just go ahead and (laughs) And put some cashews in water and boil it for about, um, it probably takes about 10-15 minutes until they become very uh, tender. You should be able to bend them. And then you're going to put it into a blender. Use that same water. And you're going to add nutritional yeast, uh, some paprika, salt, pepper. I like to also add garlic, onion, um, some potatoes. And... And then there you go. That's pretty much it. And the thing about it that's tricky is that consistency. And what you're going to be making is more so of a queso and not like a solid block or anything like that. Um, But it's tricky because of that thick consistency. And I've broken a lot of blenders. So it's definitely an eyeball test. But that's pretty much all it is. I mean, it sounds simple, but it's a little time consuming. Well, I mentioned
1: Sabor Mexicano earlier because they're like my favorite. They do a queso that's really good and it's got cashews, it's got potatoes, it's got the flavorings you were talking or the seasonings you were talking about. It's really good, very hot, and uh, but it's nice. And back in the 80s, like a long time ago... Uh, when I was 19, I worked at this, I worked at this pizza place called Right Livelihood and they had vegan cheese. And this is a big deal in the eighties. And it was made from this cashew spread and it was amazing. So I was introduced to this a long time ago. I mean, yeah, back in the day and they were, it was pretty great. I mean, it
3: is like really good. Yeah. When they do it right, it's amazing. Honestly. And, you know, there's a brand out there called Siete Cashew Queso. And it comes in a jar and you can get it at Whole Foods. Oh, Siete. Yeah, I love them. Because they have those cassava
1: flour chips. So if you have a corn sensitivity, oh, yeah. they have taco seasoning. They've got mm-hmm. all kinds of, you know, hot sauces and queso.
3: and uh, It comes in a jar, Siete Cashew Queso. I think I literally have some in the freezer. That's what I use for my quesos and my macaroni base.
1: Ooh, that sounds so good. Now, what do you yes. find from people who are like, yeah, vegan, it's going to be boring. It's, and you don't have to do too much work now with all the products to jazz it up.
3: Exactly. This is how I got the name of my show, Yes, That's Vegan. It's from all of my friends saying, that's vegan? And I'm like, yes, that's <laughs> vegan. I mean, they're always so amazed at the things that I eat because they're like, that looks just like the food i have And I'm like, what do you expect? Do you think that I'm over here eating like a horse just grazing in the field? Like I'm eating awesome things too. Like I'm still eating, you know, burgers and hot dogs and Salisbury steak and lasagna and macaroni and fried country style chicken and ribs and all these things. And, you know, it's because that our world has progressed so much that there's a lot of companies popping up with great alternatives that taste just like what we're used to. It's just a healthier option. So if anybody thinks that you're gonna be bored in vegan, they're sadly mistaken. Y'all need to go ahead and give yourself a give yourself a shot out here. <laughs> Living great. <laughs>
1: now, there's I've seen different. So there's um Beyond
3: Meat. Impossible Burger, Impossible Meats, Beyond, Light Life, Light Life. Those are really my Tofurky, I don't recommend that one at all. And then 365, there's a lot, oh, pure farmland. Um And so, yeah, those are pretty much the ones that you'll find in your produce, pure farmland and possible and beyond. What's your favorite? I love them all. It depends on what you're making. So I literally just sent this list to my cousin the other day. So if you want a brat sausage, uh, a brat or a breakfast sausage, go with beyond. If you want, um ground beef or a good burger, go with impossible. Now, do you ever feel like
1: sometimes some people will rely too much on these and then they'll forget about like, oh, I haven't had a vegetable in a while. You know what I mean? Or do you try to have a good balance?
3: So yes, I do try to have a good balance. But you know, a lot of the things is that when I try to stick to a more plant-based diet. So even though my meat alternatives might be, you know, these things, there are a lot of vegetables in it. There's a high source of vegetables in these meat alternatives. So for example, Impossible, if you cook their burgers, you'll see that it bleeds and that's because of beet juice. So you're getting a high amount of vegetables
1: in these alternatives. And I love that they're offering them now at restaurants and, you know, it's easier to get.
3: I know there was a moment there. I think this literally just happened in 2021, the end of 2020. Impossible just hit the grocery store because it was only for restaurants for a little bit. But now they out here for the people. There's great nut milks, coconut milks.
1: Um, There's oat milk. I had hemp milk the other day. Uh, you know, there's a lot of different things you can do. Now, are there certain mil- nut milks or coconut milks or things that you like to use for certain recipes? Because coconut milk can, s- can sometimes be strong in certain things. Um, like, let's say you're making a-, a cream sauce of some type. What type of milk would you say? What kind of nut milk?
3: I would go with oat milk. So I would actually do oat milk. And, you know, it, it actually just depends, to be honest. because I actually just made a cream of mushroom and I used Ooh. coconut milk. Yeah. Nice. Um, and that was awesome because it made it very, very creamy. So, um, but my go-to milks are almond and oat. I always have flavored almond. I have regular almond and then I have oat regular and extra creamy oat. And so that extra creamy oat milk it is very, um, synonymous to your coconut milk. It's just coconut milk kind of has a flavor to it a little bit. And so that oat milk doesn't really have that flavor, but if you use that extra creamy, you're still gonna get that creamy feel um, that you need. And so if I were to be making a cream based let's say macaroni, definitely I would use my oat milk extra creamy. And let's say that I was gonna make an Alfredo sauce. Definitely I would use my oat milk, but I would also partner that with cashews and blend it to make it a little bit extra, extra creamy, right? Um, yeah, so that's that's pretty much my my uh my regimen right there. So let's go back to this show. Yes, that's vegan. Taste
1: on TV, Ruco, April 5th, tasteontv.com. Take us through like an episode. What's it gonna be what's gonna be happening?
3: Oh my goodness. Are you all in for a good time? That's the yes, first I am. question. Okay, so yes, it's a millennial vegan cooking show and my show is here to disrupt the traditional format of a cooking good. show because I couldn't just be a millennial and sit here and do everything the same, right? I mean, my generation is all about disrupting the norm. Yes, and so good. So this show is all about bringing the lifestyle of a millennial into the kitchen and so, we are doing millennial things like TikTok dances and rap battles and having fun in the kitchen all while we're cooking as well. So, um, so yeah, it's kind of like a talk show meets cooking show. And we're having a lot of fun and we're doing a lot of cooking and you just might learn a couple things too because there's two things that you will always hear in my show. One. That I'm the queen of seasoning and I got a queen of seasoning dance. Although y'all can't see it, I'm gonna go ahead and show you Lisa. Ooh, I
1: wanna say, I wanna say. Ooh, I love it. I love it. I might steal that. No, yeah. I won't. It's all about the shoulders. Yeah, it's the shoulder bounce. Yeah. Ooh. All right, well, okay, let's talk about this queen of seasoning. What are your favorite seasons or some of them? Seasonings, I should say.
3: I'm obsessed with garlic. I'm a garlic girl. Oh my oh gosh. My
1: Always. Always a garlic, like so much garlic that we smell like, okay, I got to tell you this quickly. So years ago I was working as a fitness trainer and my boss complained to me that when I would sweat after teaching a class that I smelled like garlic, he's like, you need to eat, he's like, you need to eat less garlic. I'm like making 12 bucks an hour. I'm like, you don't pay me enough. I'll take a shower right after the class. Like, but I'm not going to stop you. Nothing is going to stop me from eating garlic. Even if I was being paid decently. (laughs)
3: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No. Um, yes, I am a huge garlic girl. But outside of that, I love mixing my own herbs in there. Mm. Like I grow my own herbs, and so I love, like you know, mixing my own herbs in there. And then there are um, these vegan bouillon cubes that are not chicken and not beef. That's the name of them and I just need everybody to know about them because it's gonna turn your food into a whole new thing. That's why I be trying to tell people I'm the queen of seasoning. Even though I be using these bouillon cubes, I throw in my garlic, my Mrs. Dash, my salt and pepper, and I got a little salt and pepper, little cute little thing that I grab with my fingers and just sprinkle it on over.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Now, what herbs do you grow?
3: Um, I have basil. I have uh, dill and I have rosemary. For some reason, I've never
1: liked dill. I don't know why. Maybe it's, I don't know what it is. What do you put dill on? Maybe I haven't had the right flavor combination or something.
3: You know, I actually don't even really cook with dill. I juice with dill. Oh, interesting. Yeah. What kind of juice do you
1: make with it? What do you add it to?
3: My boyfriend actually is the king of juicing. So whatever he puts it, it, I mean, it's normally dill and watermelon that I really like that combination of. It's dill, watermelon, and cucumber. And he juices the entire watermelon, like from the rind and all. Really? Yeah. And it's, it, it's amazing. It almost tastes like a sour Jolly Rancher.
1: I have to try that. You do. It's amazing. <laughs> I do. So on your show, you're going to be TikToking and dancing and other cool millennial things. Are you also going to like take people through from like a recipe all like to completion or is it more like these are steps you can do or, or tell us about that?
3: Oh yeah, we're going to be cooking an entire meal in Ooh. our 30-minute segment. Yeah. So, um, I'm going to just go ahead and give you a little a little preview of my intro okay oh so, this, nice. this is it ready hey y'all what's up it's your girl chanel venefield and welcome to my vegan kitchen and on my show you're gonna be learning how to make a vegan meal from start to finish that's comforting to your eyes soul, and your taste buds and let me go ahead and answer it before you ask it yes that's vegan it's always vegan is this like a dream come true? It is you know, I did when I was in high school my senior year in high school I did an internship on the Monique show which was on BT at the time and I shadowed her and Doing that internship. I was like, wow, I want to have my own co- talk show. That seems so fun That is so amazing and so ever since then I just kind of like been doing my own talk show things like i've had The chanel show ct rising stars and now I have this cooking show and so um yeah, it's always been a goal of mine because clearly everybody knows Chanel loves to talk. Y'all are seeing it now, too. I love to talk.
1: <laughs> See, that's great. Now, you mentioned guests, so you have guests on the show.
3: Yes, I have guests on the show, and of course, since it's a millennial talk show, I bring millennials on my um, on my show, and also Gen or so pretty much millennial and down, and um, so when we do tiktok dances or we do rap battles or anything like that is always um in parallelism to what the guest does. So for the first episode I have a TikTok famous guest and she has oh. over 3 million followers on TikTok and so wow. yeah and so um she comes on the show and she teaches me how to do a TikTok dance, you know? So it's it's a teach one, each one teach one type dealio. I'm teaching you how to make a vegan meal and you're teaching me how to do something as well. And um Then my third episode is an up-and-coming rapper. And so that's why we have a rap battle. So, you know, we do things that are, you know, in unison with what they do.
1: Oh, that is so cool. Now, tell us a little bit about how you got into acting. I mean, you got a face for it. Let me tell you. You are stunning. Oh, thank you. You look this woman up.
3: Oh, you always so sweet. So I have been pursuing acting ever since I was 14 years old and i'm from kentucky and so there was not much action going on in kentucky and i would spend my summers i expressed this to my mom or my parents when i was 14 years old i mean i used to go around for halloween and dress up as chanel minnefield the pop star or chanel Minifield, the actress and i would hand out headshots and stuff to people that are signed but i told my parents at 14 i want to be an actor so we found an agent that was in kentucky a great local agency called Town. They literally killed the East Coast and Midwest market. Um, And they helped me start getting roles. I started landing national commercials and things with them. And then I would spend my summers in New York and Los Angeles going to acting school. And then my parents told me, as soon as you graduate college, they told this to like a 14 year old. As soon as you graduate college, we will let you move to Los Angeles. And after that deal, I was laser focused, laser focused. And so as soon as I graduated college, I uh, moved out to California and landed all of my representation and just hit the ground running.
1: Wow, that's incredible. Now weren't you on General
3: Hospital too? I sure was. Yes, what that was, was that an that awesome like? set too. Oh, I mean that's a well-oiled machine right there. I mean because we know that they have been on tv I think they're the longest running tv show right now. Uh, so that's a very well-oiled machine Um, they're 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 literally running that in their sleep and you can tell when when you get there It's like oh you go here you go here you go here you go there everybody knows exactly I mean there was no hiccups anywhere (laughs) Oh, that's great. Yeah, but it was, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. That is awesome. Now, does the acting
1: still fit in? Is that going to play a role? Like if you're offered something, are you going out for stuff? or? Yeah. um, I
3: actually just had a movie come out in 2020. Yes. It's called Alan, the dog uh, that you can rent or own on Amazon, a lot of different um, on-demand places, but um, but you know, i'm still auditioning i'm still going out i'm still you know, uh trying to get that next great role and things like that but The thing about having your own talk show and having an acting background It helps me so much. I mean Uh the beats the com, the comedic beats and everything. I mean my show is definitely Entertaining and a comedy all in the same bit, you know, and so um it's definitely it's all of my skills coming together in one because I still have a script. I still, you know, no, have lines and things like that. This is not just off of the off of the dome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's all scripted. Um, and there's a lot of things that are not scripted, like when I'm talking to my guests and things like that. But there is a huge script for the most part, which is a very, um, very synonymous to all talk shows all talk shows have a script at some point in some you know in some form or fashion and so yeah it's still acting it's just that I'm being Chanel I'm acting Chanel my character is Chanel
1: <laughs> now your show a millennial vegan cooking show you don't obviously have to be a millennial to watch because I'm gonna watch but you said your guests exactly. are are primarily Millennials or younger yeah okay mm-hmm. shoot
3: I want to come on I <laughs> We, could do, we could do a special segment. You can come on. Yes.
1: yes. For my older friend, Lisa, because I do have a great book that you would like. And 99% of the recipes are vegan. I think there's like a, a beef broth recipe organic. And then there, I think there's a, like a chicken soup. The rest is vegan. The book is called Clean Eating, Dirty Sex. And it's a play Ooh. on words. Yeah. And it's a memoir, a cookbook, and a healthy lifestyle guide. I'm going to send you a copy. And if you like it, I'm super fun. I started in TV, so I think we would have a
3: blast. I thought you super fun. we have having all the fun <laughs> over here. Yes. Your energy is going to be perfect. Now, where do you, where do you, are you filming your show in LA? I'm guessing. I do film my show in LA and I film it right in my kitchen. Oh. Because when I started this show, it was in the pandemic. And oh, so, um, okay. yeah. And so I was like, we're going to make this work. We're going to make this work. I was like, I got a cute enough kitchen, you know? Oh, so- I bet. And so yeah, so we just made it work and um I love it. I love the fact that I do it in my kitchen. I love it because it just brings a very homey feel and since you know My market is millennial and younger, you know, I was talking to my mom about this I was like, how would it feel if I had like this extravagant kitchen or like this extra like humongous kitchen kitchen, you know that was like and i'm over here like yeah, with well, us millennials and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I couldn't even afford that kitchen.
1: <laughs> exactly. They're like, what? Yeah, because you're relatable because it's real. Yeah. And your guests are remote. And that's the way all the talk shows are doing it.
3: Exactly. Oh, well, actually, you know, my guests mm. have been coming to the show. And oh, so nice. uh, they're, yeah, so I've been trying to get um, locals for the show, but eventually I am going to go into, you know, remote ones because there are so many great people out there like you, you
1: know, I know before COVID, I'm like, I'll be on the next plane to LA. I grew up in um, Northern California and I miss it terribly. I'm on the East coast. What advice do you have for people who are thinking about becoming vegans or they just became vegans and they feel like a little overwhelmed?
3: Watch. Yes, that's vegan. Yes. That's what I was (laughs) going to say. Right. There's your answer. Um, No, but honestly, you know, my advice would be just give it a try, you know, because um, I think that my show tackles a lot of because most of my guests that come on the show, they're not vegan. So I'm teaching them how easy it is to be vegan because it's a lot easier than what people think. And we actually, and the funny part to me is that we eat a lot of the same things. And I'm not even talking about like the substitutes i'm talking about if you were to make let's say um what's an easy example popcorn so a lot of people don't don't realize popcorn is kind of complicated for a vegan to eat because of the butter so that's all right right but if we just get vegan butter then all of a sudden we're having popcorn right and so there's just like a couple things that you have to switch up and you're eating the exact same things that you know you can find in the store even when it comes to sloppy joes like the sloppy joe uh sauce is vegan so many people think you have to change so many things just to be vegan but that's not the case there's just a couple things that you have to change and then your meal is now vegan and it's not even that hard like just cook with vegan butter you know or just use an oat milk or an almond milk instead of regular milk or you know just switch the cheese up there's just so many it's just one tweak and then all of a sudden, your meal is actually vegan. Is
1: there anything that we didn't touch on today that we want to touch on, hon? And I'm definitely going to have you back on Active Allyship. It's more than a hashtag. Listen, if, listeners, if you're not subscribed, please go. Sunny and I are dedicated to dismantling racism. We need you. Please come and listen. And Sunny's going to love you. You're going to love her. So, but for this show right now, is there anything veganish or show or lifestyle that we didn't yes. touch on, Hun?
3: yes so my show is always looking for advertisers sponsors brands who want to partner um with the show and you know tap into a millennial market you know with a huge millennial audience so that's what my show is always looking for i know look all
1: the brands you mentioned
3: right i mean right, exactly all those brands that you know want to do some um integration partnerships and things like that, hit your girl up. Yeah, I love that. Okay,
1: where do we find you on social media and all that good stuff?
3: So the easiest way to find me is going to my Instagram, which is Chanel, Chanel 5. And that is spelled just like the designer. And I'm going to just go ahead and spell it just in case nobody knows about the designer, which is crazy, but <laughs> here it is. <laughs> it's, C-H-A-N-E-L. And so that twice, Chanel, Chanel, and then the number five. And awesome. from there, you can click the link in my bio and it can take you everywhere else, including Taste On TV. Oh, that is so
1: exciting. Now, how do people get Ruko, Roku? Ruko, Roku. Roku. Both <laughs> of my selections were wrong. How
3: do you get that? Like, where do you find that? cuz i've heard of so it. So Roku. Yeah, so it's literally just like Apple TV. You know how you go to the Apple oh. Store and you buy Apple TV? Yeah, yeah, it's one of those, but it's just called Roku TV. So you can get it at Walmart, Target, Best Buy. It's just a plug in to your TV and a lot of TVs actually have Roku built into it now, like the smart TVs. Yeah, okay. so it would be called it would be considered a Roku actual TV. Okay.
1: So it's not like a streaming service like Hulu or Netflix or something. Right. It's a different yeah. Okay.
3: Right. So if you don't actually have a Roku, then you could just go to tasteontv.com and still watch me on Yes, That's Vegan Monday at 8 p.m. April 5th is when we're premiering. That's so exciting. And you're going to be weekly? Yes, weekly, every Monday at 8 p.m. And that's an Eastern Standard Time time zone. But we're going to come back on at 11 p.m. for the 8 p.m. and Pacific Standard Time.
1: Oh, nice. So you are so fun. Chanel, give us your information yeah. one more time of how to find you in your show.
3: Oh, thank you. Okay, so you all go to Instagram and type in Chanel, Chanel 5. And that's just like the designer. And then you're mm-hmm. going to hit the With link the right in note. my bio. Yes, hit the link in my bio. And that's going to take you everywhere else from my TikTok to my Facebook to Taste on TV.
1: All right. I think I'm following you. Oh, there you are.
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm following you.
1: Oh, yeah. Look at you. Ooh, your page is gorgeous. All right, honey, oh, I'm excited to have you. you back on Active Allyship. This will be super fun. Yes, yes,
3: thank you.
2: All right, so that's the end of our show today. Be sure to follow us on social media. Thanks for listening as always. And you know what we would really love? We would love for you to give us a review because Lisa, as you know, when we are, when you give us a review and if you've got value out of the show today or our podcast in general, as we approach our 1,000th episode. Gotcha. So exciting. 1,000 podcasts. Lisa, you and me. It's unbelievable. Eight years. It's it's absolutely incredible. 1,000 podcasts. So we'd love you to give us a review, please, because... What we're finding out is when you give us a, re- a positive review or a v- review in general, and you give us a five star rating, only if you feel that we deserve it, it really helps the algorithm and it pushes us up and it recommends our podcast to other people where they tune in for their podcast. So we would so, so, so appreciate that if you don't mind taking a minute to help us. And uh, that's the end of our show today. I'm Andrew Donsky, and I'm also at Naturally Savvy. Lisa? And I'm Lisa Davis. You can find me at Lisa Davis MPH.
1: We'll see you next time.